Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right. Good morning, everyone. And we are live. Welcome to another edition of Rogue Mornings. It's a CJ, and I'm very excited today to be joined by Rory Hall of The Daily Coin. So uh, many of you are very familiar with Rory's work on his website, thedailycoin.org, where he posts original articles, also his editor's picks, and then as well as, you know, wonderful podcasts that he does as well. And he puts us all on his website. So Rory, welcome to Rogue Mornings. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, really appreciate being here, CJ. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I really am. So I, I hope our listeners had a good weekend. Uh, Roy, I hope that you had a good weekend as well. Never a dull moment in the empire of chaos. But before we jump into things real quick, I do want to thank our sponsors. Uh, you know, obviously, my CBD edibles also remain calm. I'm, I think we'll probably have the crypto guys on uh, later on today. And everyone's probably familiar with their program at the crypto school. Also with liquidbase.io in the event that you do need to liquidate some crypto assets, liquidbase.io is your place to go for that. So, uh, Rory, thank you once again for joining. Uh, so much to talk about. Uh, again, just lots of information coming out. So, so Rory, where would you like to begin? Well, I want to begin with my CBD edibles and that unbelievable <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I know see, I know V talks about it. You talk about it a lot. And and I've been uh, I've been enjoying it for the about the past month now, and it is it's one of the best coffees that I've ever had. And oh my gosh, that's a wonderful compliment! It's it's a great product, and uh, I'm one of the affiliates, so I may be biased, but it's it's a great product, and the and the truffles are awesome. So uh, and, and go to go to the dailycoin.org, <laughs> click on the banner that says my CBD edibles. And get hooked up. So <laughs> too funny. Shameless, and, shameless. No, that's okay. And and you know, just for our listeners, I, just to let you know, that's Rory and I did not coordinate that at all. Okay, so it no, just, <laughs> it just no, no. Place and, and I and I agree. I do. I do. Uh, do love the coffee. So yes, yeah, it's, so it's a great product. Uh, but what's on my mind? What's actually on my mind is uh, I've I've done a, a couple of articles recently. Uh, called for the love of history and hypocrisy. And the latest one is uh, the John Brennan edition. And it just shows, you know, the historical view of who this person is and what he's brought to the table in the past, what a criminal he is, and how he is, you know, turning the table and saying, well, I'm, it's like the it's like you know Nixon. I'm not a crook. Well, yeah, actually, you are. And what's what's interesting to me, CJ, is if you go back to uh, William Casey, who was a CIA director, and this is uh, part of the article says, and this was something that he said, and this is a direct quote. He says, "We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes." 
is false. And that's what we're up against right now. That's what we're, that's what we are fighting. What you and I and all of our associates and colleagues are all fighting every single day. That's what, that's the battle that we have Mm. is what is truth and what is not. I mean, we had Jack Dorsey come out over uh, the weekend yesterday, I believe on Sunday come out and say, yeah, yeah, we, we lean left. We don't just lean left. We lean hard left. And, and sorry about that for you conservative guys. And, uh, and oh, and by the way, by the, by the, uh, sometime or another, we're going to get everything straight and, and, uh, probably just go ahead and get rid of all you guys. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. And of course he did this on CNN, which is, you know, if it wasn't for Operation Mockingbird, CNN wouldn't exist. And that's just a plain old fact. I mean, they, they wouldn't. But this is this is something that's really bothered me a lot. And, and like I said, we've been fighting this uh, for quite some time. And it's what, what we wake up and fight every single day is. And ever since Trump, ever since, you know, about probably mid 2016 when when it looked like Trump was really getting in there and making and was going to be a viable candidate that's when everything started changing they started attacking our websites started really attacking our social media accounts in particular YouTube everything started changing at that time and now here we are 2 years later and we're still fighting the same exact battle with these same exact people and the same exact topic and subject. I mean, it's just incredible how this subject will not go away. It won't go away. And it's not because you and I don't want to discuss it or, but we're, we're forced to, we are literally forced to address this or am I wrong? No, we, we, we kind of are, are forced to because it's like a continuation of what is happening, except for they're ratcheting it up even, even more. Yes. So, so if we don't, so if we don't, it's one of those things that if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't focus on it, then there's not enough information coming out being shared. And, and we know why. I mean, there's several aspects. We know that they completely lost, you know, the narrative from the 20, uh, 2016 elections, and they really thought they had this thing nailed in the bag. And now they're realizing going back and assessing things. Well, where did we go wrong? What did we lose? And it's because they were not able to fool enough people. And now their attempts is, you know what? We got to shut these media outs. We got to shut these outlets out. We got to control the information. And that's exactly what we're witnessing right now, Rory. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and if we look at Brennan, where was Brennan in 2014, 20 and, and earlier when Uranium One was was beginning to blossom. Where was he when Benghazi uh, unfolded? Where was he? Where's he been? Where has where have any of these people been? You know, on the thirty three thousand missing emails. Where is Where is the who killed Seth Rich? Okay, let's just start with the basics. I mean, here's here's a guy that's dead on the beach, and it just happens to be in Debbie Wasserman Schultz neighborhood uh, and it's you know and it's and it's and it's alleged that he was you know the leaker uh to wikileaks and 
All of a sudden, he mysteriously dies. This is a young man with an incredibly bright future. Why is nobody looking? Uh oh, Roy, did I lose you? I think I may have lost Roy. Yeah, Roy dropped out. He he must have closed his uh, Google Hangout session. But you know, Roy's nailing it. He he he's absolutely right. You know, these players, the the Brennans, the Clappers of the world. They want to pretend like everything was so great the past eight years. They want to pretend that the continued escalations of wars in Iraq and in Syria and Libya, that all of these things were great things leading to the American way. And now they've come to the grim reality that things are changing. Why do? And I know our listeners get it, but why do we think that they're, they're fighting right now tooth and nail to really try to control the information control the narrative because they see they see that their efforts in syria are completely lost they see that the the, the situation occurring in afghanistan is is quickly unfolding where now we're trying to make concessions to find a way out this was this people's way of life was deception and now it's completely uh, being exposed and they're even starting to uh, take out one another as well. Over the weekend, uh, James Clapper came out and specifically said that, you know, Brennan's rhetoric is becoming an issue. I'm not sure where he was, you know, two months ago when when Brennan was out there. Or I'm sorry, I say, yeah, James Clapper. He was out there threatening a sitting U.S. president, stating that, you know what, we have a thousand different ways that we can get at you. You know, where was James Clapper back then? But now over the weekend, James Clapper, you know, just came out and said, hey, Roy, welcome back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you closed your browsing session. <laughs> no big deal. So so I was talking specifically, Roy, a little bit about how you were exactly right, how they never envisioned that we'd be at this point in history where we are. So now we're seeing pe people like the minds of James Clapper come out and criticize John Brennan. And here's what he recently said, Roy, over the weekend, is that John and his rhetoric have become an issue in it ended in itself. Clapper said on CNN State of the Union, John is subtle like a freight train and he's going to say what's on his mind. Now he went on to say that he still believes, you know, that Trump's policy is dangerous. But Roy, like you and I know that there's not a whole lot of wins that James Clapper and John Brennan can point to in their efforts the last eight years. What has been the net yield results of that? Nothing but U.S. debt, nothing but pushing away our, our foreign counterparts with now watching China, Russia, you know, at one point, you know, the USA, you know, used to lead the way. I think a lot of people looked up to the United States. Yes. What we've done. But in the past several years, that's shifted. People do not trust us. People do not want our, our U.S. dollar. They're pushing away on mass scale. And that's why they're ratcheting this up. But uh, Rory, what say you? I have to agree. I mean, look at what, what Russia is now down 82% of their total uh, treasury holdings. And uh, Turkey just announced that they're getting rid of 50%. So it's, that's, you can't deny that. I mean, but the question I have is, is that where are they going? <laughs> Who's buying them? And it seems that it, it kind of appears that either they're, they're, being funneled through the exchange stabilization fund or the Fed is sucking them up somehow or another in some uh, back alley. But it's, uh, I, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly that, that 
you know, at one time we were the shining city on the hill and now we're not, we're anything but, and people no longer trust us. Everybody's moving away from us. I mean, if you just look at the, uh, financial and economic systems that are, that are now mirrored, you know, they, the SWIFT system is no, has no, it doesn't have any punch anymore at all. Zero. You know, the IMF and uh, World Bank, those are being, those are now mirrored through the BRICS Development Bank and the AIIB. So those are no longer a, um, a real threat anymore. Nobody wants, like you said, nobody wants to use the dollar. So it's. Yeah, they would rather default. They would rather default default on their bond payments and everything because they're they're realizing that. Listen, look look at look at Greece. You know, exactly. look, look look at Italy. They're realizing the amount of sovereignty that was having to give up into the the global banking contract. Con, you know, the central banks, how much sovereignty they had to give give away. And I think they're like, no, we're we're done. We're not taking on any more debt. You know, we're sorry that that we we took on all that that the U.S. dollars, but we have no way of paying it back. So now we're just gonna we're just gonna move on to different systems because exactly. we're tired of dealing with it. And and again, it's 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 a lot of the part of you know the 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 Brennans, the Clappers of the worlds, and what they've created. And now we're watching a a, a huge attempt to try to shift that. And real quick, Roy, I want to jump into also what's happening to Iran because you know in. Yes. Some in, in in our world, there's a lot of people like are trying to justify, you know, specifically what is going in Iran, and oh yeah, we need to you know go for Iran next. They need to be next. But let's not forget that 65 years ago, uh, and this was a couple of days ago, the CIA conspired with the UK to overthrow Iran on behalf of big oil. So we've seen this playbook before. You know, we're seeing uh, the repeat of Operation Ajax, where the CIA in, in conjunction with the UK, plan to exploit the Iranian people and steal the oil. And we know for a fact, you know, V and I discussed this as well in terms of, listen, I'm not saying that that Iran's the nice guy. I'm not saying that, that that hey, yeah, I, I look up to them. But we've seen this before, this playbook where they continuously have this plan. They they think that Iran is getting too much influence in the Middle East. Uh, the the deep state they partner with the likes of Saudi Arabia to say yeah Iran's a threat we need to do something about them so what's happening today and unfolding with the pressures am- amassing in Iran is no different than 65 years ago Rory well but but there's there's one big difference and that's what what I was I, I don't know if anybody heard it I don't think they did I was talking about the SWIFT system and the IMF losing control. They no longer hold the power that they once did because the because we now have economic and financial systems that now mirror what the SWIFT system, the IMF, the World Bank, the BIS, all of those systems no longer wield the power that they once did because they don't they don't matter. I can just go over here. I mean, Iran can now move, which they're doing. They're they're in talks with Russia and with China about how to step away from this and say, sanction away. You know, if you want to bomb us, well, then you got to bomb Russia and China also. So bring it, you know, and that's, that's really what they're saying. And and I agree with you, uh, CJ. I mean, I'm not trying to say that Iran or Russia or China, I'm not saying that any of these countries are the good guy or that we're the, uh, there's no good and bad. It's just, it is what it is. 
and and we have been the United States people like Brennan and Clapper, William Casey, these criminals have been bullying these countries for decades, and they're sick of it. And, they're, and it's just like, and, and you know, after a while, you're not gonna you're not gonna allow the bully to take your lunch money for you know another day. You're gonna stand up to him and say, "Hold on, had enough of this," and right. that's what we're seeing. And, yeah. And, and it's got to be real careful, Rory. And again, because there's so much different uh, sides of, of the coin and we, and by all means, yeah, we don't, we don't have to, you know, agree on these things, but in terms of like the, the trade wars, you know, you hear some of these people saying, yeah, you know, you know, China's a manipulator and, you know, they sell us these terrible goods and everything. But if you think about it, you know, it's, it's, it's the U S corporations who left for cheap labor. You know, they, right. you know, that, you know, China didn't strong arm them into saying, hey, American corporations, you know, you need to, to, to leave. You need to do this. It's the uh, it's the Walmarts of the world right. that pushed U.S. U.S. Uh, industry into uh, a lot or not being able to be competitive when you had the likes of Walmart, who, if you document Walmart's growth the past 25 years, wiped out a considerable amount of your local hardware stores, your local thrift thrift shops where people used to shop local. So right. that was the demand. That was that was, you know, the the the, the corporations of the world saying, you know what, you know, Rubbermaid or I don't know, I'm not sure Rubbermaid may be a poor example. I don't know if they were a US heavy US manufacturer at one point. But you know what, Rubbermaid, we're not gonna pay we're not gonna pay five dollars for that that 30 gallon tub anymore because you're going to sell it to because we're going to order five million of them. So if you can't sell it to us for two fifty, we're going to go to China where we can. So so let's right. not, let's not pretend of who particular was the guilty party in driving this amount of industry out of the United States. Right? It, it, it wasn't the foreign countries either. This was uh, the American corporations. You know, for for the greed to to you know to to get a, a better stock price to raise it up. And we we see this time and time again. Look at Apple. You know, Apple's another. Exactly. Example where Apple is pretty much caving, you know, to China. Apple just recently announced they're removing like forty or fifty apps that the the Chinese government's not happy about. And what does Apple do? They remove them. That's okay. That's fine. We'll go in. Yeah. And and they do this so time after time. So in regards to you know Trump's trade policy and trying to understand what it's about, it can be very confusing. You know, I have a really good friend. And he is a, 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 a Trump supporter. He still is. However, he also works for Harley Davidson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, okay. and, and he's pretty high up in Harley Davidson. And I had the opportunity to talk with him <laughs> over the weekend. And uh, I'm not going to go into the gist of our, of our conversation and everything. But obviously, again, with, with that trade rhetoric and trying to understand what's going on, you know, globally under this. Uh, Roy, what's your opinion? Why why is Trump doing this? Why is he, you know, forcing? We know that those tariffs come back to us taxpayers as tax increases, as higher payments for these consumers and goods. What what what's your take? I think he's just doing what he what he does best, and that's negotiating. I don't think that he intends to. I don't think that any of his intentions are to necessarily hurt one industry or one company or any of that nature. I think that his goal is to get people to the table to discuss as V and you like to say, have an adult conversation. And that's what's been lacking. And just like what you just pointed out, 
with China dictating to Apple and Apple saying, yeah, okay, no problem. We'll, we'll give that to you. We'll, we'll cave into your censorship. Then there, that's a problem. That's not a, that's not actually an adult conversation. That's just a, that's a dictatorial conversation where somebody tells another person what they're going to do. This is what you're going to do. Otherwise, you're going to leave the table, just like the example you point out with Walmart. Either you bring us this product at this at this price point or we do something else. And that, those conversations are over. And I think that that's what Trump is trying to bring to the table than saying these conversations are over. We're not having any more one sided conversations. We're going to negotiate. We're going to actually negotiate, period. And, and if you don't want to, that's fine. That's when, you know, it may, it may hurt uh, a company or it may hurt an industry. But I kind of agree with some of what he's doing because we have been the piggy bank to the world. And look where it's gotten us. We got 20, 22 trillion in debt. We got 21 trillion that Dr. Mark Skidmore and Catherine Austin Fitz have documented that is missing. So that's $43 trillion. That is, <laughs> I mean, that's a 43 and 12 zeros. My brain can't even comprehend what that number even is. Right. So right. it's some, it, what, what he's, I think that what Trump is doing, I think is, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? I, I don't know. I think to a degree it's working. I have a theory, Rory. Okay. It's <laughs> like, okay, great. And and this is my own personal theory, my own personal opinion. Um, maybe even outside the likes of Rogue, I haven't talked with B or about this or anything, but Trump is very smart. And I he think is. Trump has a great understanding of economies on scale. Yes. Uh, you know, globally geopolitically he understands trade he understands balance and i believe trump is also a huge historian as well i i think he understands a lot about history and the way that i'm looking at trump's tariffs because it's it's anywhere and everywhere you know it's 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 in europe it's in it's in asia pacific it's in the middle east you name it there's a tariff being placed in part i think trump understands and knows that the days of the U.S. dollar being the world reserve currencies, currency is numbered. I, I I truly believe that Trump knows and gets that. Now he can't go out to the public and say, "Hey, you know, the U.S. dollar's days are coming to an end. Here's why I'm doing all these things." You know, instead he's doing the opposite. He's out there touting the economy. You know, unemployment at record lows, black employment record lows. You know, I, I, he's doing these things specifically to try to keep the money in the current system, wrong or right, he, that, that's the attempt that's trying to be played here. And this is, again, my theory. I think Trump understands, much like in World War scenarios, where that forced uh, U.S. to to really create and start new industries and you know be, uh, the, the rise in manufacturing jobs. I think Trump, Trump understands that in the event that the dollar does you know lose the world reserve currency that a lot of the hurt is going to be based upon all these goods uh, that we import that we no longer manufacture here in the united states that we're going to be very much dependent upon those countries 
And so therefore, I really think Trump is using that to really revamp a lot of the U.S. industries that have lagged behind the several years where that potentially can create a, a, a lot of opportunity. Is it, is it going to be a hard transition? You know, absolutely. It's going to be very difficult to get these industries back up and, and, and back going again. But much like we saw during and, and, and Roy, you're more of a historian than I am. But I think through those areas, we saw everyone went back to manufacturing, you know, real jobs of producing right. real goods. Not like what we're doing now. We're not talking now about, you know, about Facebook and and Tesla and these things. We're talking about real hard, durable goods back to what the core of America used to be a long time ago. Trump gets that. He knows we need to scale. We need to get that back quickly. Uh, but this time it's not coming in the form of any type of, of World War scenarios coming in the in the form of economic trade, trade war. Uh, Rory, what say you? Well, and, and I like I like your theory. I like I like where you're going with that. And and if you look at there's some credence to it because of the steel industry and the aluminum. That was the first thing that that Trump went after. What's the base of manufacturing? steel and aluminum. So you have to have these types of, of industries that are up and running and coal. So you've got to have the energy, you've got to have cheap energy in order to make these things function. So these are the three areas that he really, that he really went after right at the very beginning. So you're probably onto something with that, uh, CJ, in all honesty. I mean, because there's, there's your foundation right there. And I kind of, if you don't mind, CJ, I, I don't I don't have very much time, and there's something that I really want to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Kind go of shift because and it ties into Iran and what happened 65 years ago, and the the time frame on that is very important. This is something that we were talking about before we went live, and I really want to get into this yeah, go because for it. I Absolutely. think that it's really important. And if we go back 65 years. That's when everything was real. Our country was really beginning to change. And we had this uh, coup d'etat in Iran that the CIA instigated. The American public either didn't know or didn't pay attention. We also had the assassination of President Kennedy. Once again, the American public was paying attention, but the, and then the CIA came in and tried to squash it by uh, developing this new phrase called conspiracy theory, and they threw that out, and so and that was developed specifically for anyone questioning the Kennedy assassination, and you had all of everything the American public was changing and paying less attention to the government paying less attention to what was happening. And they were really focusing on the, the protesters and the people that were up, that were really getting into what was happening. Their focus was on the Vietnam War, and it seemed like everything else kind of fell by the wayside. And then after that, everybody stopped paying attention to anything. And now look at where we're at today. I mean, you had the, the, our society completely changed after the Vietnam War, after when the, when the protesters 
and the people, the college students during the mid and late 60s, early 70s, when they stopped protesting and never did anything else, they, they stopped paying attention to what the government was doing, or so it seems. And now look at what, what we have. And like I said at the very beginning, you know, William Casey coming out, and that was in the 80s, I believe, or somewhere around there. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if, if Roy, if you've ever had the opportunity to go to Texas and, and go to the Texas Book Depository where uh, that the fate of uh, John, John F. Kennedy that day that happened. But if you ever get a chance to, it's uh, like three levels and, and it takes you put on headphones, go through the timetable and everything. And and for our listeners as well, if you ever if you ever have the opportunity to do it, it's, it, it's a must go do. I, I was fortunate to go do that two or three years ago. And I think I think you know, I think you're exactly right. And I think in part, the reason why they were able to at that point with with taking control of the narrative of understanding it and and labeling things and conspiracy things was because I think at that point, I think that really rattled America uh, whenever he yes. was that 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 shook our country uh, to its core. And I think that's w when they we're able to, to capture and realize to say, Hey, look, we can use events like this to instill fear in people. And we began that whole vicious cycle of, of managing by fear, managing by fear of, 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 of Russia and, and, you know, Russia's the enemy and Cuba Castro potentially could have done this. We think it was the Russians, you know, all this, these narratives that were paint. And since then we have manipulate, we have been manipulated so much by the news agency and their relationships with the deep state and we've we've been we've been conditioned for so long and led by fear and manipulated by fear and you know jfk was one in particular that he was no different than trump he was trying to bring a peace deal he was trying to bring yes. peace to russia he negotiated getting the missiles out of cuba he negotiated hey let's come to the table and let's let's talk and let's 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 denuclearize. Let's let's talk about these things. And that was the biggest thing that the deep say they hated that. And that's when they made yes. to say, you know what, we've got to do something about him. And you're right. So so throughout history, that's and that's such a great point. So I'm glad, you know, sometimes we don't slow down enough to look back at history and, and uh, what that history brings to truth today. But, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And the reason that I brought it, I mean, I'm working on a project right now that where I'm, I'm going back to World War II and I'm moving forward from there. And when I, when I started, when I got into this time frame that we're talking about, you know, the late fifties into the sixties, every, you can just see this metamorphosis of our country, you know, where uh, the schools changed and prayer starts getting stripped out and art gets, starts getting stripped out and music is stripped out. And, you know, and, and, and then time moves forward and all of a sudden we can't say Merry Christmas and all of a sudden we can't do, you know, it's, it's not okay to have the Ten Commandments in the courthouse, but it's okay to have a Baphomet in front of the uh, state capitol in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's perfectly acceptable. So all of these things start adding up. You know, it's a little thing here and a little thing there and, and it's a big thing over there. And when you start putting all of these pieces together, it's like, wow, 
okay, this this picture is really starting to tell the story now. And yeah, and Brennan, and once again, I'm I kind of like the rest of the world. I'm kind of looking at at my neighbors and going, why is football more important than your country? Mm. Why is why are you so oblivious and so apathetic to everything that's happening around you and to you? You think that it's not happening to you when in fact it is. We had 72,000 overdoses last year. They're dead. They're gone. They ain't coming back. This is something that is highly personal to me. Very personal. My brother, my older brother, lost his life to these to the CIA bringing heroin into this country. And I lost him oh, more than ten years ago, before this latest round. And it, and it's and and Catherine Austin Fitz. If you're not familiar with her story on the red button, you need to go and look that up. Um, Catherine Austin Fitz, red button. Look it up and see if this is you. If you're not familiar with that story, ask yourself, is this me? And I guarantee you a lot of, a lot of us, it is because nine out of 10 fit the mold. And that's where the, that's where a big part of the problem comes in. And it's, it's just, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it, CJ. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I, I really am. am. Yeah, and so sorry to hear that that story about your your brother. And uh, thank you, thank you for sharing, Rory. Uh, Rory, I know you're short on t- on time. Uh, I want to thank you once again for for joining today's broadcast. And if you could please uh, share your website information and how people can learn more about your work at the Daily Coin, please. Sure, it's uh, thedailycoin.org, and I do. Uh, aggregation news and i try to publish something uh, original every day uh, monday through friday and like i said i'm working on a fairly large project right now so my publications probably my next one probably won't be until wednesday of this week because it's just it's a gargantuan project that i didn't realize was going to be as big as it is (laughs) and i'm not doing uh right now i'm not doing a lot with youtube because i want to move out of YouTube and move over to uh, either real.video or BitChute and completely abandon YouTube altogether. And uh, Twitter, I'm still on Twitter, but uh, I'm primarily using Gab and I use VK, VK.com instead of Facebook. Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not using Facebook, period. And, and if my, traffic goes to zero, then it goes to zero, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to support them period. And as soon as I can stop supporting Twitter, I will. And YouTube, I'm not giving them another minute of my, of my work. I'm not going to do it. Period. Man of principle. Got to love that. Well, well, that's what we got to do. I mean, we got to, we got to, we got to kill them somehow. And they're attacking us financially we got to fight fire with fire. So Absolutely. I, mean, I, I don't have a very big channel on YouTube and, uh, and that's okay. But at times I've, I, I used to have a, a fairly large uh, voice over there because some of the videos that I, that I produced had 80 
um, plus thousand views on them. So even though I only had, you know, 8,000 subscribers, they still got out. Mm, yeah. So, but the, those days are over. They are over period. Right. Absolutely. So, but that's it. That's what I got. All right. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Roy, thank you once again for, for listening in. Uh, just for our listeners, give you a really quick uh, schedule update. Uh, London Paul is is traveling today, so we will get him rescheduled uh, for the serious report later on this week. And then uh, also the Crypto Boys, I'll get with them. Uh, Frank, uh, Nick, uh, they, they should be doing a show. I'll confirm that time. And then also at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, you can check in. Uh, we'll have Charles Hugh Smith of Two Minds. It's our it's our scheduled call. We didn't do one in in uh, July, so we're hoping to hoping to get catch back up in August. So so stay tuned right here. Uh, visit roguenews.com. Please like, share, subscribe, and want to thank everyone for listening in. Uh, Rory, thank you once again for joining this morning. Thank you so much. All right, take care, everyone. This is CJ and Rory. We're over and out. <laughs>